Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. I thank you that you have given me a word of edification to build up the body of Christ, to help them and empower them with the tools that you have provided through the atonement to do your work and to receive of your blessings and provision for this life. Thank you, Lord, for opening our hearts and minds to receive the word, the precious manna from heaven. Let it take root and bear fruit in our lives as we act upon your word, knowing that faith without works is dead. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're moving quickly into the holiday season. Man, it comes quickly, doesn't it? Thanksgiving is is right around the corner. And I think it's undervalued uh, in our nation, uh, for sure. I think people like it for the obvious reasons of the turkey and the family and fellowship and all that but but i think you know an attitude of gratitude is something that we should embrace especially in this country as bad as things have gotten we still have it better than anyone anybody in the world if nothing else we can just be thankful that for having been born here at this time the most prosperous time in world history in this place we had no choice over those things and god did that for us so if nothing else, we could just be thankful all day long, every day, just for that. Amen. If we would just learn to, to see God as the provider, I think, of everything and to acknowledge him as being that good provider, even in the midst of adversity, which is key, especially then, then we would always walk in the victory that he's provided for us. We need to learn to give thanks even when others ignore God's grace. Amen. And that's, uh, that can be tricky, navigating those waters. Amen? Let's look over in Luke chapter 17 for a second. Luke chapter 17, starting at the 11th verse. And it came to pass, as he, Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. You know, I think preachers for two millennium now have been using that passage of scripture as an opportunity to talk about thankfulness to God and so I'll do the same but we see there that 10 lepers called out to Jesus for healing and he told them all go show yourselves to the priests and as they went they were healed but just the one turned back to thank Jesus didn't he the other nine went on their way I think and I've told this before I, I you know just I try to walk through the Bible I try to be there you know and I try to go on these adventures and things and I I imagine that the other nine actually probably thought about going back. You know, maybe they saw the one go back, but then what did they do? Look at the other nine, and they got to thinking, well, I don't know, everybody else, most of us aren't going, so I'm just going to go on. (laughs) That's typical in our culture, actually. You know, we want to do the godly thing, especially those who have been born again. You have an unction 
to do the things that are spiritual and right. But then the tendency is to look around, and this is a bad habit. This is a sin. It's called comparison. And we start looking around. Second Corinthians ten twelve, as a matter of fact, says, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. In other words, that's what that's what the Bible's talking about. If you're judging yourself by how everybody else is doing, you're always going to be able to find somebody to make you feel good about yourself. I'm doing better than them, so I'm okay. And you'll see this on the street. If you evangelize at all, you will hear people, and that's how they monitor their well-being with in God's eyes. They'll usually go back to the Ten Commandments. They'll tell you that they try to go by the Ten Commandments, and they can't even name the first three usually. And then they'll admit that they've broken those. So, And then when you tell them the scripture that says if you're guilty at one point in the law, you're guilty of it all. Then they're in trouble already. But then they start saying, well, you know, I, hey, I know, you know, I, I'm a lot better than this guy and this guy and that guy. And they base it on that, their salvation. And they, they're really rolling the dice there. And uh, it's, it's a losing crapshoot, I tell you. Jesus said, you want to judge, just look at me. Use, your, use me as your example. I'll take you down off your high horse. A friend of the world is an enemy enemy of God, is what the Bible teaches. So we don't want to follow the crowd. And you know what? I really, I still, I give these guys more credit. And I don't think they were just completely ungrateful. You know, I mean, they had a terrible condition. They had been away from their families. They were, by, by law, they couldn't go to the temple. They couldn't go to church. You know, they couldn't go to... They couldn't go home. They couldn't go to work. They couldn't go to the market. And they were thinking about doing all those things. They were excited for sure. And they just, they put more value on those things and the urgency to do them than they did on praising God and giving Him the glory and the thanks for what He had done. It's a common problem, but we don't want it to be ours. Amen? We don't want it to be. Let's learn from these lepers and let's just embrace an attitude of gratitude now, you know, before Thanksgiving Day and just keep it going. Just keep it going and just just start start at your feet, work your way up every morning. Uh, I know that I start giving thanks to God before I ever get out of bed. I don't dare touch the floor without thanking God about some things for my sleep and for the new day he's given me. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Relatively few people who receive the goodness of the Lord ever return back and give Him thanks. That's the truth be known. Even still, it doesn't keep the Lord from doing good because He is good and He loves people. He does what's right for people according to their request. He healed all ten lepers. You know, not just the one that was thankful. He didn't, re- he didn't take away. He said the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. He didn't undo their healing. He, he let them be healed and He went on. However, only the one was made whole. There's a, a different word there. He healed. He did a physical healing. I can't remember the words right now, the, the word for that. The physical healing on all ten. But the one that came back, he says, uh, has made you well, has healed you as well. But it was the word sozo, which is an all-inclusive healing and wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. Amen. This one received his salvation. The others just were physically healed. And if our hopes are just for this life alone, we above all men should be pitied. Amen? So they missed out on the supernatural encounter with God that they could have had. You know, I want to tell you that for praising God is supernatural. It, it God, The Word says that He inhabits the praises of His people. And so praise and worship are strong elements. And I tell people all the time who are suffering with depression... That's the easy fix. First of all, I can I can get rid of that demon for you if you just tell me you don't want it. 
but I want you to know how to do it yourself because the word says uh, he will replace the spirit of heaviness with a garment of praise. So if we just begin to praise God, lift those hands, and this can be the heaviest hands in the world sometime when you're feeling down and dark. But if you just muster the strength to raise up these holy hands to God and begin to thank him and praise him in the midst of your storm, the enemy will flee from you. I guarantee it. It works every time. Sometimes we don't want to praise God when things are rough and tough, but that's exactly what we need to do. It's the anecdote for our problem. It builds our faith. It runs off the devil, and it ministers to God, which is an important thing. He loves it because what pleases God without what? It's impossible to please God. Faith. It's an act of faith. Especially when things are bad. It's easier when things are really great. Praise God, you know. But not so much when they're, when they're rough. It takes real faith to acknowledge that, hey, I'm in a fallen world. Bad things happen to good people. And God is not the source of my problems. He's the source of the provision for my life. Amen. Amen. Uh, remember Paul and Silas when they were in the, in the prison they were chained they were beaten so they they probably had you know open wounds and they were chained together in a <coughs> dirty dark dungeon a prison at and at midnight they were what were they doing this is in acts of the 16th chapter around the 25th verse i says they they were praising god they were singing and there was a great earthquake all of a sudden and all the prison doors flung open and the chains fell off. You know, I've heard preachers say that they think God got to tap in his foot at their praise and worship singing to the, and it caused this earthquake. But for whatever reason, it caused a supernatural event. And uh, the thing is, they didn't stop praising God. This is what this is what is really interesting because we like to learn what we need to do to make God do things for us. Well, I've got news for you. If God hasn't already done it because of the atonement, because of Jesus, he's not going to do it for you. He's already done everything that you need and put it in account for you, all provision for this life, and it's all you have to do is Put your faith, release your faith toward that grace and you will receive. It's already been done. Amen. Amen. But they got to praising God and the shackles fell off and the prison doors flung open. The point I'm trying to make is they were just doing it because they love God. They didn't they didn't sit there and go. Now, if we begin to praise God and sing in these harsh circumstances, I bet you he's going to do something supernatural and get us out of here. No. They just began to praise him because they loved him. And they that's who they were. That's who they are. And in the midst, the shackles fell off. But you know what? They didn't leave. They didn't leave the prison. And none of the others did either. All the prison doors flung open, but none of the other. And these weren't all Christian. This wasn't the Christian cell block. But they stayed. Why did the others stay? I guarantee you the anointing was strong in that room. They felt the presence of God and they, they knew it was a supernatural encounter. And when that, that prison guard came in there, he was going to kill himself because they would have done it for him had these people got away in the Roman uh, you know, army. But uh, they said, hold on, don't do harm to yourself. We're here. You know, we're here. We're not going anywhere. 
And it caused him to convert to Christianity as well. Yeah, that is amazing. That is amazing. We can just, we can begin to, we can live this way. We can live with an attitude of gratitude. But an attitude of gratitude is a powerful thing. And I think it taps into the supernatural provision that God has made for us. And if we just get into a habit of it, of praising God and thanking Him for everything. You know, repentance is just a change in mind that, that results in a change in actions regarding God. It's just a turn around and go. You find yourself heading the wrong direction from God. Just just stop, turn around, and go the other way. You know, the first man that got put on the moon, they, you know, they didn't have the technology then in those huge computer rooms at NASA that we have in our cell phones these days. They just blasted them off in that general direction. I mean, there were lots of scientific calculations, obviously whatever science they had, but they blasted them off thinking that's approximately right. And then every 10 minutes, all the way up there, they burned and did a course correction. So they went to the moon like this. And that's the Christian life. You know, we we don't get it right all, all at once. You know, we're learning, we're growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord. And as we do, we're just continually making course corrections. We put a lot of faith in that little GPS in our car. They've gotten a lot better, haven't they? But, uh, you know, if you, if you think this little computer, this little bit of technology, Siri or whatever her name is, is more reliable than God sometimes. We think he doesn't love us enough to, to make the minor course corrections we need to get to the destination that he has planned for us. But he does. He loves us. And we need to quit putting more faith and trust in what the devil is, uh, is faithful to do than what the Lord can and will do for you. Amen. Amen. It's not a religious thing. It's a relational thing. And we need to grow in that relationship with Jesus. That's my calling is to help people not only just to come to the Lord, but help people that know the Lord to come out of religion, out of their dependence and their traditions and doctrine of men and into a positive relationship with the God who loves them. Amen. Between you and Jesus, He loves you and He wants to look after you and help you with these things. And we're going to learn some things here today if I can get to what the Lord has put in my heart. And they're powerful. They're powerful. I, you know, I walk around amazed half the time. I mean, I came out of my office this morning. I was laughing. I told you guys I had prayed myself happy this morning. And the fact is, God shows me things and I just feel so unworthy. And that's a, that's a sin as well. But the fact is, I'm just like, oh my God, does everybody know this, Lord? He's like, no. No, they don't. They don't know it. But he wants to help somebody today. 